I am hosting this episode of Decoding 40. I'm your host, Vincent Perez, the voice of all voices. All you ladies out there. <laughs> this is not the quiet storm late night radio. <laughs> this is not the quiet storm. No. We are not friendly enough to be played what? in the Stop. office. It's 8 a.m. on Friday. Do not play this in the office. <laughs> no, turn the lights down in the, in the office. <laughs> Put it up as loud as you want because it's going to get crazy. No, uh, <laughs> it's going to be your last day anyway. So your last day anyway. Anyway, this is another episode of Decoding Forty. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. Hello, live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> uh, Google, I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a <laughs> Welcome to Decoding 40. Yo, what's going on, people? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy Vin in the building. And this is another episode of Decoding 40. To the left of me, we got my boy. This is L.O. AKA Jack. Low Lane. Get it? Jack L.O. Lane. This is Alaric. Yeah, I said to the left of me, like you're physically sitting to the <laughs> next to me right now, but you're not. I walked with it. I, I went with it. Yeah, you know, because I'm looking, because actually you are to the left of me on my computer screen here. Uh, it's funny because my configuration is completely different. You're on the bottom and L is on my left. Oh, I am on the bottom in, in, in all the screens. Am I on the bottom on your screen there, Al? Yes, you are. I am the bottom. Whoa, pause. Yeah, word. Oof. Ow, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the bottoms out there. <laughs> okay. So what's going on with you guys, man? Who wants to go first today on the check-in? I'll go first. So uh, I am getting back into the gym, literally. It occurred to me that I am incredibly out of shape. <laughs> Not a little bit, a lot, lot. It is, it is very disturbing. So I'm going out with my oldest to the gym and we got a trainer. And towards the end of the workout, we were doing the high jumps where you jump on the platform, like two mm -hmm. feet platform, the two foot platform. I jumped twice and was like, oh, I, I'm done. <laughs> there is no more gas in this tank. I got a nine inch uh, vertical. I got a, a two-inch <laughs> vertical, and um, he was still going. And I was like, it, it really hit me. I am 34 years older than this kid, mm -hmm. and um, he's got but like he's enjoying lion. it. I take it. I said he's got a heart like a fucking young he, lion. He does. Yeah, he does. You know, listen, you got to. And he's, he's really into around. it, and he's been wanting to do this for a while, and I, I'm, I'm happy that he's taken to it. Just let him know you, you can still kick his ass. Oh, for sure. That That's a different type of energy. <laughs> Um, that's that old man strength. That's that. That's that old Negroidian energy right there. Yeah. The one. Yeah. yeah so we're 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 doing that. We're we're back and I'm back in the gym, and um, it was a little more crowded than I anticipated. So I'm gonna have to find a time where most people don't go, and I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Hmm. But other than that, I, I've been chilling. Um, this is Leon, and I'm done speaking. That's got to be the fastest check-in yes, in Decoding 40 history. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And, and, you hold the world record. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll, I'll go next. So I am uh, currently in Roanoke, Virginia, on my way to North Carolina. This is sort of like the halfway point, I guess. And while I was driving on the highway, I saw something that I felt was a little disturbing. It was two convoys of military vehicles, like like 10 Humvees with, with soldiers in the back, guns on top, and they are just driving down 
Interstate 81, just in broad daylight. And I don't know why I found this so disturbing, but it was like, is war really like at Amen. our doorstep? <laughs> Maybe they were headed to Ukraine. <laughs> they, they could be, but I, the, the first thing trouble. I was thinking is, is, has this thing escalated to the point where they're starting to mobilize troops? Because this is, is West Virginia, I think it has a, a huge uh, army base or a huge military base. I'm not sure which branch, if it's the Marines or, or the army, but the idea that they're they're mobilizing troops and maybe they're just doing some sort of practice or exercise, but they're gearing up just in case. Just and I think it made the, the whole uh, war with Russia thing just a little bit more real. Mm. And it's it's frightening because it's it's weird to see like military folks with, you know, like armed to the teeth. Well, it, it's safe to say that we wouldn't have a, an actual ground th- a ground threat from Russia. And those troops are mobilizing uh, to be able to work when, you know, these bombs or if that happens, the bombs hit. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I've just been inundated with stuff on my TikTok and just, you know, my social media streams with like end of the world shit, because that's what everybody's mm-hmm. talking about, obviously. But some of those videos are like actual technological, scientific videos on how the bomb works and the type of bombs they have right now. And the shit they dropped on the Japanese is like nothing. They've got non-radioactive bombs right now that are more powerful than both those bombs combined. That's not even radioactive. And then like when you talk about the nuclear shit they have right now, they got shit that will just destroy humanity. It's over. There's no fucking what. what, what how do we come back from that? <laughs> well, all right, General uh, Perez. Uh <sighs> Thanks for shedding some sunlight in this conversation. Hey, flowers all the time. Yeah, I'm gonna need it, you to stay off YouTube though. Yeah, I, I think they've they've they're di- they're dialed into your algorithm <laughs> for sure. Like I I don't think we're there. Or conspiracy. I don't think we're there. I don't think we're there. But the but the idea of seeing these troops because you don't see them like that. You don't see them activate True. in that way where they're in a. I'm talking about 10 again, of these. You live in Brooklyn. So it's not True. like you're going to be exposed True. to that type of. Uh, but that's the thing. Presence. I live in Brooklyn. I don't ever see 10 army right. Humvees in a caravan. I mean, it's it's weird to see one. But when you see 10, <laughs> like well, that's kind of crazy. What aren't they telling us? I was I was a little disturbed by that on while I'm driving down the road to see that going on. I don't know. Like it, it really brought to mind like what might be happening to people in Ukraine right now. Hmm. Cause I, I couldn't imagine like seeing that, but also dodging bombs and like the threat of like bombs dropping on your house or, or watching something get, you know, completely blown to pieces. Um yeah, or running I, for your life. I'm struggling with this Ukrainian coverage still. Because there are other countries that are being bombed presently, <laughs> and That's we're true. like, we we have not even giving it an an a second of coverage. This is, but Europe. yeah, no, I, I my heart still goes out to these people because it's Europe. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's the individuals that I'm that that I exactly. really feel exactly. for. Yeah, it's not even like I'm so connected to what's happening in Ukraine because I'm not watching the news really at all, and so I'm not like overwhelmed by all of these stories about what's happening there but it is it is fresh in my mind as i'm watching these troops you know Mm. going down down the highway and i think if it was another conflict and i saw the same thing i probably would have brought up the same emotion but it yeah it's a little scary i i even get a little spooked when you go through the airport and you see you know uh, military folks with m16s standing in the airport it's a little unnerving street, to me. At 96th Street on Broadway. Yeah. Th- like at the height of certain, um, I guess, I don't know what was going on, but there certain exercises and certain threats to the city. Mm-hmm. You would see big, super uh, futuristic guns mm. uh, next to the teller booth. And I'd be like, this feels like overkill, but okay. What's really happening in this world right now? See this. That's that's also it's how the Decepticons, I know. son. It's the Decepticons. They coming, <laughs> right? All right. That's, that's that's also how I know these militias don't really want it. Well, you see no. that coming at you. 
come on. You speaking of militias, you got a lot of them supposedly uh, signing up to go over to Ukraine. Some of them, really? uh, some some of the Billy badasses, hillbilly badasses out there. Is this some more Tucker Carlson shit? With it? Nah, they don't Tucker Carlson shit, man. This is some TikTok. Is this for real? It's for real, sir. So who's going? The Oath Keepers? The Proud Boys? They, they're not going. They're not going. I don't know, but are they talking? Call of Duty going? champions. <laughs> Call of Duty champions are going over there. <laughs> nah, um, nah, you know, just, just that 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 whole tough talk shit. I don't and, know, because whenever whenever you say nah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> 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 That's the perfect nah, thing. It you know, is a like, super fact. Yeah. Nah, you know, I just made that shit up. That's in parentheses. You know, <laughs> you know, I just made that shit up. Come on, man. <laughs> but if all you January 6th dudes is looking to get your gun, your kill on, or maybe get that sentence reduced, now's the time to go sign up and go over to Ukraine. That's a great idea. Hey, that's what that's exactly what they should do. They should make that offer to them. Yeah. If and you want to Ukrainian, redeem yourself in this country, yeah. go fight, or at least go stand on the border of Poland and Ukraine. Right. Mm-hmm. So now, and then... Y'all don't even have to come back. Y'all can get your own piece of land called Americania, uh, and y'all can have your little land over there. <laughs> you can do whatever white shit y'all want to do because you'd be all right. <laughs> Amazing. We're not, not coming back. We're saying right here. It's our land now. And you know that's what will happen. We saved your asses. This is our land now. It's our land now. Get off. Do you like the engines? <laughs> Oh yeah. man! So, so what else is going on, Rick? What else is going on? Yeah, not really much else is going on. Oh, you know what I should ask or I should have talked about? Did the did the uh, daylight savings time hour change affect you all at all? Not really. I got up and it was just an hour later. I felt it a little bit. I got up extra late. I don't know. I don't know. It was like we were sitting down. My wife and I, my wife went out uh, with her friends, and um. When she came back, we were sitting down. We were watching an episode of uh, Ray Donovan. Mm. And then we both looked up at the clock and it was three o'clock. And it was like, when did it become three o'clock? And then we realized <laughs> it was daylight savings and like the cable box switches automatically. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we got to go to bed. I'm feeling it in reverse. I actually got up this morning at five. And so I'm like, not only did I lose one hour, I just lost two hours. I hope this doesn't continue. Because this is not going to be a good uh, season. But I guess your body adjusts. I, I think I'm part of the party that says we need to get rid of daylight savings and just keep it the way it is. Yeah, you, I was listening to this. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was a podcast or if it was a, it might have been an audio book. I don't know. But they were talking about uh, the 1940s or 1950s where there was no daylight savings time. Like when they, they were talking about when they introduced it. That had to be a wild conversation. We're going to listen up, people. Here's what jump an hour ahead. No one else in the world is going to do it. Just us. We're going to jump an hour ahead, and we're going to jump back in this. We're going to jump back in the fall, and we're going to spring ahead. I, th- I think this. I think the concept is past its time. Like we're not what? farming. You know, we're not. We're not <laughs> out, outside farming heard, at seven p.m. Uh, from there was an um, interview with uh, Cory Booker. He's one of the people who wants to get rid of it. And he was saying that he's he's like, I've searched high and low for a reason why that we still have this or we even be, we even started it. And I cannot find an answer mm-hmm. that is that sat that is satisfying enough to to make me want to keep it. It's like it's ridiculous. He said that shit about the farming shit is is false because it, it actually they say makes it worse for farmers. They said that during that hour change, uh, during the you know fall ahead or whatever fall back and spring ahead, a lot more people have heart attacks and shit like that. It's it's, it's <laughs> really like yes, like the, the the statistics around the time around this time frame, people have more heart attacks, things of that nature. And I guess it could just be the shock of getting up an hour out of it's the like, oh shit, I'm late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? You know what I mean? Whatever. I can't be late one more time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there is some they've done studies and it's like it's not really helpful. And it because, you know, again, who, I want to know who's fighting for it. Like, who wants to keep it? <laughs> right. Who says we need to take the daylight saving? Some old white, some old white man <laughs> somewhere, you know, who, who started it. I feel My like grandfather was the one who came up with it. Now I don't want it to go away. 
I don't even think it has advocates. I think it's something that we've just gotten into and no one knows how to get us out of it. <laughs> like Christmas. It's, oh my God. I was going to say like a bad relationship, but yeah, it's, it's just like, you're just here. Everybody keeps showing up, <laughs> same apartment. And <laughs> like, you're still here. I'm Dave Light Savings time. I'm still here. <laughs> we should start a We should start the petition. Yeah, get rid of daylight savings time. Get rid of daylight savings. But so I want to stay you, where we where we are now. I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't want to fall time back. back. No, okay. I don't want to push time back. Leave it where it is now. We're we'll good never to go. go. Back. But then it probably won't. Like in the winter, if we stay, if it stays as it is now, it'll be dark. The sun won't o'clock. rise until like seven thirty a.m. Mm. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how nature intended. That's why we all fucked up. We because we, we're getting up when we're not supposed to get up. Well, we should fuck just get rid of time. time. No, I think we're all fucked up because we're getting up to go to work <laughs> or having to work. Yeah, you know, I lose that hour when I'm at the bar, man. First it was two, now it's three, and I got to be in there working four. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm drunk at work. <laughs> it's your fault. Job. It's, it's your fault. Job. It's Catherine. They didn't have my ID. It's their fault. It's my fault. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, that's it for me. I got nothing else to check in about. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, mine's is pretty. You did a good job, though, Allard. Thank you. All right. Good, good, good work. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Uh, yours is yours is going to be lo- was longer uh, than L's, and I'm probably going to be shorter than L's. So uh, I don't really have much <laughs> to check in about. You trying to take my record in the same show that I get it? What is happening? You were at five minutes and oh, nineteen my seconds. <laughs> my check-in's over. <laughs> I win. <laughs> What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X Hamster. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's my private account. Don't follow that. Well, n- nothing's really going on. I haven't been spoiling any movies for anybody. Quiet oh, did you watch phone. The Adam Project on uh, Netflix? No. Uh, Ryan Reynolds movie? I, didn't, I, didn't, I, don't, I, hate, I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I'll watch his movies, but I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's kind of a dick. Who was the actress that I've been watching that movie, a Netflix movie? Something Anna. Oh, Finding or saving, inventing, inventing Anna? Inventing, inventing Anna. Anna. I yo, that chick's accent. Yo, sh- that movie. If you want to know, it's a series, isn't it? No, yeah. it was. It was a. No, it was just a, a. Yeah, it was a series. It was like eight, nine, ten episodes, but it's over. I don't think it's. I think back. that constitutes a series. But go on. <laughs> it does only eight, nine, <laughs> ten yeah. episodes. It was ten episodes. It's a oh, series. very long movie. Well, when I on. when I think when I think series, <laughs> I think of it's going to be coming back. It's a one one time series. All right. So um, <laughs> to clarify that. Uh, so fuck you. Go um, on. to clarify that, no. So the um, I I thought I I was thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed it because if you ever want to see the true definition of white privilege, you need to watch ten episodes of that. Hmm. Because here is a white woman who managed to convince these people to almost give her forty million dollars, and she was extended two hundred thousand dollars just on some. Basically, some hearsay shit. She was just mm-hmm. talking that she had that game. It to me, it was entertaining. She was funny as hell because she had this crazy German Russian type accent, and she was like, she would walk around shitting on people just like the rich people do. Like it was just the shit was funny, and it's based on a true story. She was yeah, like one true. of these uh, these Instagram famous people, and actually, they, there's a little uh, homage to the di- the dude that did the uh, sky. What was it? Was it? Was it? What was that 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 festival they did fire the fire festival mm. they talked about him on the in the shit i i enjoyed it it was funny as hell mm. they matter of fact uh saturday night live one of the characters did an impression of her which was fucking hilarious that shit had me crying but um just that reminds, watch that have you guys watched the tinder swindler yet the tinder i swindler. i watched i started watching it and then i was like I just i kept calling them idiots in my head and then i just <laughs> turned it off cuz it's like that's not nice that's not fair. Yo, wow. I, I still can't get over that. Like, do you know do you know the background of him? No, no, I don't I don't know. What, what's so there's this guy, he was on Tinder, 
and okay. he would meet women and he would basically finesse them out of hundreds of thousands of dollars and pay them back by finessing another woman out of hundreds and thousands of dollars. It was a, it was a, a brilliant, and I'm saying brilliant in the sense that it was effective, Ponzi scheme. And he was just moving money from one person to the next person and so how did just he financing this amazing life. How did he what? Oh, so everybody paid a little more. Each, yeah, each, he would just move the money around. And next, he would always say, paid more. I got enemies. My enemies are after me. And oh, basically, man. he would get them to believe that he was a super rich guy and he yeah, just he, was in a, a tight spot. So, you know, if you just keep taking this money out for me, eventually I'll just pay you back. And he would by fleecing another woman. It was, it, it was fascinating. Robin. I mean, you you do sit there with your jaw dropped because it is a bit incredulous to think someone would take two hundred and fifty thousand dollars out in loans yeah. for someone that they know, but they don't really know. Right. Look, that's that's the inventing Anna. That's it. You know what? You know what? I I don't know who said it. It's like people want to believe. Yeah, tell me a story. Lie to tell me. me a story. People, people do want to have something to believe in, and if you, if you, sh- you know, throw enough hundred dollars, hundred dollar bills around, a lot of money around, and you act like you somebody, you know, you're gonna get with, you're gonna get away with murder. Like this chick, she fucking goes to the to the airport. She meets this dude right at the fucking one of her parties or whatever, because she's trying Spoiler to get this alert. Money. Spoiler alert, right? <laughs> She's trying to get this money. She's trying to get this money for a business. Mind you, I, I haven't like seen it. I haven't seen the, He was like, he, he was out thing. of the segment, but he was like, you know what? I got to go back in. All right. I got to spoil this. I'm not going to spoil anything. A now. long movie. I stop. I stop. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I am, I am, I'm actually not going to go back and watch it. I started watching it, and I don't know, for some reason, I, I, I didn't. It annoyed you? Yeah, it just annoyed me. I didn't really like it. Um, I think it was the pace of everything. Actually, I thought it was a documentary. That's what it, it's kind of like documentary ish ish shot like that. I liked it. I liked it. I, I was entertained by. It. I think. I think the actress that played her is is very talented. I think mm. uh, she was she, again. It's it's the definition of white privilege. Like she mm. was able to finesse these folks out of hundreds of thousand dollars. She was staying at hotels, running up bills. Yo, she went over. Yo, this shit is just crazy. Are either you guys or have you, gotta, you guys watch watched it. any of the Elizabeth Holmes documentaries or movies? No, she was the no. CEO of, uh, I think it was. Thrones. No, I haven't seen that. I, I saw a documentary on her. Um, I saw the documentary, but I didn't. I didn't watch the the narrative film. Elizabeth Holmes is that the one that 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 was uh, says she had that machine that can do all that shit. Yeah, yep. the blood. Yeah. Wow. And she talked with a deep voice. She talked with a deep voice like this. Yeah, yeah. That made her more commanding. When I come in, I ask everyone to put lotion in the basket just as a joke because <laughs> I'm going to do I voice. totally misheard what you just said, and it still is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you can catch it on the replay. That's hilarious. <laughs> what else is going on? Nothing much, man. You know what? I, I was able to do some paperwork and make some phone calls that I've been kind of pushing off been pushing off and pushing off. And they went rather easy. You know, I don't have the patience anymore to deal with people on the phone. And it, 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 it just shows in, in just how I interact with people on the phone. I just want to get to it. Get me off the phone. Don't tell me about whatever special packages or fuck it. I don't want to hear it. Just let me pay the bill. Let me do what I got to do. Let me hear my complaint, fix my problem, get off the phone. I don't want to take your fucking surveys. I don't want to, I don't want to tell you how good, you know, if you're doing a good job, great. Thanks so much for helping me have a good day. Well, maybe you'd be interested in taking a survey. I don't want to do none of that shit, but I was able to take, you know, to take care of some business and uh, secure some money and put money where I needed to go. And now I feel a little more uh, at ease, just getting a lot of that shit out of the way. That's been basically it. Like I said, you know, I live the life of a goat herder. The goats basically take care of themselves and it gives me enough time to read and, and, you know, do things of that nature. And if you don't get that reference, you're not decoding 40. You're not decoding 40. You're not decoding 40. And that's I didn't get that reference, but um, you didn't get the reference. I thought you were just talking like universal goat herder. I didn't realize you were talking No, I get it now that you said it. Do you know the reference I'm talking about? Yes, now I get it. Do you know the reference I'm talking about, Rick? 
I do not. Okay, the reference is comes from the scene when him and Lisa are out to eat, and she asks, what did you do when you were in uh, Zamunda? Oh, he was a goat And he was like, I'm a goat herder. And the goats take care of themselves. Like, And if I ruin that for anybody, and you haven't seen Coming <laughs> to America before, not only are you not Dakota Sporty, but you need to kill yourself. Um, yeah, this dude doing Dennis Miller-level jokes. <laughs> what that was six layers <laughs> easy bro easy oh, easy it was amazing uh what was more amazing is i think i still hold the record for the shortest check-in you yeah do. yeah you do you, you still do. win god bless yeah you. You, you, did you notice guys, how i you guys you spoiled how my I was, yeah he, he helped extend your questions yeah. to extend your check-in he was trying to foil that was foiled again by uh, Diabolical. That, that bastard. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this Week in Racism, brought to you by the same people for the last 400 years. So apparently, racism never takes the day off. It's at just local supermarkets, it's at your bus stations, your train stations, and it's apparently it's back at the banks. Uh, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, was recently seen. There was a video of him at the bank where the police were called because the teller thought that he was trying to rob the bank. You know, again, we we see these stories every single day. L had uh, and we have a we have a chat that we have. L put several stories from CEOs to well-to-do people of color. Right. So in the Ryan Coogler situation, he went into the bank and he was trying to be discreet. He was taking out $12,000 and he passed to the teller a note. Now, I wasn't sure what the color of the teller was because they do show a video of her, but her face is... I think she was black based on... Covered. I think she yeah, was black, black, right? Yeah, she's black. Based on her voice and the, the, the yes. way that she was talking. Yeah, so she she's prob- she, she may be black, you know, allegedly. Uh, so he passed her a note and asked for the $12,000, but it was trying to do it discreetly because, again, $12,000 is a lot of money. I don't know the location of, In Atlanta. of the branch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, again, I don't know the location of the particular branch where he was at. Is it in a questionable neighborhood? doesn't matter. $12,000 is $12,000. So he, he hands her a note. He gives her, not only does he give her his card, he puts in his, he shows her his, his ID, puts in the PIN number. Apparently that wasn't enough. So she calls the police. The police come. <laughs> and he's, you know, the, he's trying to rob the bank by his PIN. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, take it directly out of my account. I like to feel like I'm robbing my own account. <laughs> so take the note. I'm going to put in all of my credentials, but make me feel like I'm robbing my own account. We're basically robbing ourselves uh, if that's so, the case. But go on. Yes. So uh, the police were called. The police came down there. And I see the interaction with the police officers. I don't fault them. I don't think, from what I saw of the video, again, I don't know if there's any other video that I didn't see that they were you know, out of pocket. But the police officers seem to have handled the situation in a calm manner. Nobody was hurt. Thank God. Nobody, no, you know, guns were pulled, of course, because that's the police and he's black. But nobody was hurt, thank God, right? Because it could have went God. ugly. It could have went ugly, right? And we could have lost ugly not only the main character of the movie, but the, 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 the genius behind the direction of that movie. Um, and who has other countless movies and, and projects that he's done. So it's, you know, it's fucked up, you know, it's, it's fucked up that we're here again. And that now, like, like what steps do we have to take to bank? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what, what do you, what, what do you guys feel about it, Rick? Uh, what do you, what do you guys think about this story and, and the countless other stories we're seeing black doctors suing JP Morgan and things of that nature? I think though, I think that, that, the banking infrastructure has never been a friend of ours. I recently visited my father uh, in Queens and he was talking about when he first opened his laundromat and he had about $7,000 in savings. And this is uh, 1984. He had $7,000 in savings and he went to the bank and was like, here's my business plan. Here's the location. I want to refurbish and open this laundromat because it was a laundromat before he bought it, but mm-hmm. it the, the, the previous owner went into bankruptcy. It was in disre- disrepair. So he was going to completely renovate. They wouldn't give him a loan. Mm. He went to a total of five different banks. They would not give him a loan to uh, open the business. They would give him a loan to, to buy a car, mm. but they wouldn't give him a loan 
to open. You can drive to other right <laughs> cleaners. You can, but, you can drive to somebody else's business. Don't you want to take that seven thousand dollars and buy yourself a shiny new Cadillac? Wow! But they wouldn't. They wouldn't lend him. The, or or what they would lend him. They would lend him seven thousand dollars. But I've got seven thousand. Right. I don't need. Se- I need more than seven thousand. Give us your seven thousand, and we'll loan it back to you. So banks I'll gladly take a fucking hamburger on Monday and give right. it to you back on Tuesday. Wow. Bank, banks have never been a friend of us. But what's funny is that because the teller was black, people think, oh, it wasn't racist. It wasn't racial. Oh, no, it was. But it was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but in her situation, wouldn't you consider that prejudice or racist? Or I, would describe, I would describe the racist. infrastructure of okay. what precipitating she's perpetuating perpetuating it yes to be racial she is caught up in an institution and and her conditioning has been conditioned yes brother l (laughs) brother l please she is conditioned to treat people who look like her as suspects as threats right so without properly reading the note reviewing his identification and his credentials she reported this as a robbery. There were no circumstances that indicated that this man was trying to rob a bank other than he hand wrote her note. But well, the handwritten note didn't say, give me all your money or I'm taking your life. Right. It didn't say, I'm robbing this bank. This is a robbery. It said, please count the money over there so people don't know that I'm taking $12,000 out of the bank and follow me out to my car and kill right. me and my babysitter. Right. Now, you, know, you forgot you know, she, she one was... important detail. He had a black hat on. <laughs> Is the fear of the black hat? It's the fear it's of the, the black power hat. Up. It's, it's the power up. <laughs> you know how much yeah, strong they are with black hats on? Wear a white hat when you go into bank. It will diffuse the rules continue to change. And Mm. I actually don't like the way that the police handle this matter, because the only person I think who handled this the best besides Ryan is the 911 operator, because she's asking questions like, did he threaten you (laughs) or is he just making a withdrawal from the bank? And I, I just was like, so if the police show up, why, one, did they have to draw their guns? Two, well, why did they have to put him in handcuffs before having a conversation with him? Well, the, the reason why I don't fault the cops is fault them in that situation is because they're responding to bank a robbery. potential bank robbery. That's really all they're working with. They don't have the nuance of I, he inserted his card, he put in his PIN number, he gave his ID. But no, they, they should don't, because the 911 operator has this information. She knows. Right, but she's not sending all of that information out. So they're sending out a code number to say, respond to this at this address. That's a problem. Yeah, but if you think about the amount of people, uh, the amount of dispatching that, that goes on, you can't possibly explain every scenario that you've heard all of the information you, ca- you can't know I, I get that but what i'm saying is if the 911 operator based on the, the call mm-hmm. has determined that this is not an imminent threat because she's she asking, can't do that no but she's asking very poignant questions if you go back right. and listen to it she's asking it do you feel threatened has he made a threat she can convey that information Right. But the 911 operator is conveying message to, to a police dispatcher. The dispatcher is taking the call as it says. It's it's a possible bank robbery. She's not knowing. She's not even going to to share that information over the radio. They don't want nuances like that. They want to know the basic facts. Okay. That, I mean, so that, that goes going to my by, point. That goes, that goes to my he, point. I don't the like the way that this was handled. But that's that's there's he's no lucky. Way. He's lucky. He's lucky that those those cops no, are uh, African. Right. But. Th- no, he's because not lucky. That's that's he's lucky they just didn't shoot him on sight. Do you think if those officers in Atlanta responding to a bank robbery and came in and saw the way he looked, and again, I'm going how they're thinking because he looked, you know, he had a hoodie on, he looked a little, he had his hair was he he didn't he didn't look like a businessman taking out twelve thousand dollars. Not that that should matter. Man. Not that right. that should matter. No, not that sh- like again, not that this should matter, but. Two white officers responding to the same exact call, it could have went a hell of a lot different. I'm thinking well, they're coming in. Black, it, it black officers have killed that. black people. I think I think the mentality of police officers had Ryan acted 
differently could have gone terribly wrong. He did the absolute right thing. He 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 just like, all right, we're going to handle this after you understand exactly what's going on. I'm not going to try to argue you down. I'm not making any sudden movements. I'm not giving you a reason to kill me in this bank. You're he didn't right. even know what was happening yet. Right. He was just like, all right, that's what you need me to do. Let's do that. And because he knew that he did nothing wrong and he was in the right. The only problem I have with that is we've seen black people be killed and they were in the right. Yes. And they don't have, I am not required to quell or quiet myself. I have the right to speak up and advocate for myself. Yes, you do. As he did. Uh, but he did it in a very demure fashion. And he, he was calm. But I'm just saying that if he had decided to raise his voice, he would have been in his right to do so. Right. It, it would have elevated the threat to his life. It, it would not have been productive. It was not, not I'm not saying that it, it, I'm just saying we have the right to be not able. Saying, I, I'm not saying we don't, but we also have to think about our lives. We have to think about That's we have I'm to saying. think about I, how how am I going to be handled? But I, I'm just how saying is, how can this thing go? Black people who have handled themselves properly have still been killed. I'm not that I just is, don't want that is absolutely true. I don't want us to put out there and, that because black he, people who have handled it badly have lived. Right. True. That is absolutely true. But you but you absolutely have a higher probability I disagree of staying with that. alive. I disagree with that. If you keep your composure. Do you remember the uh, caregiver cops, who was if these who cops, was caring for um a patient? Absolutely. And he was shot trying to calm the police down. Absolutely. I do remember that. Okay. I do but remember that's, that. But that's one case out of a out of a no, million. Sir. And, and, no, sir. No, that, sir. That's, that's one case one that out of a million. About. And I think and I think that it it does come it did it does matter how you act in situations will determine whether or not it's going to escalate. It does. And sometimes exactly. it doesn't. Have we sometimes seen white people they, basically attack the police and walk away alive? And I've seen white yes. people attack the police and die too. I've seen that happen too. The point is, is that you're never going to win an argument with the police on the street. Not going to happen. White people, black people. No one is winning the argument with the police on the street. Mm. And that's part that's part of the issue. Mm. That's part of the issue that that is is the police is policing. There's no one's winning an argument with the police on the street. It's not going to happen Bro. because they're they're, we, they're seen... they can be brutal and they're and they can be gang like. Right. And, we, and what, what matters is that they take you down and take you in. So okay. it doesn't Just matter what you say was or a, do. A white how, male shooting at the police. I'm saying if you escalate, they're going to escalate further. So if I can keep my composure, I can make sure that I get home to my kids and I can still be right. I, I, but I, I, don't, feel, have to, I don't have to do it in a way that's going to put me in danger. No, I feel like I understand the premise of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I just disagree that it does not necessarily necessarily play out that way in real time because we have seen white just males particularly. Time. No, but I'm saying we've seen white males particularly who have been the aggressors when it comes yes. to police action. Yes. And still we, we've, we've all seen situations where a white person is doing something that we would never even think to do. Because that would probably lead to the end of our lives. And exactly. we've seen that over and over again. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. But, but, but what is the point? Do you want... The point is, is, it's not about him acting a certain way. The point is that even though he was handcuffed, which, which I don't think he should have been, it came down to those police officers having, I guess, more composure and trying to deal with the situation. I just don't like the fact that they still had to him and put handcuffs on him and draw their guns on him. They didn't see a gun. They didn't see anything. There was no reported gun. I, 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 I they don't, were, if they that's were, not, if they not how police That's not how police officers work. Yeah, what are you talking about? Recording 40. My wife used to work in, in banking. She didn't work in the branches, but if she did, and there was a report of someone coming in to rob the bank, and they're not coming in with the intention of stopping somebody from robbing the bank, I'm going to be worried for my wife because you got to think about the other side as well. 
The police are coming in there to stop a potential crime. That's all they know. And I'm not I'm not an advocate for the police, but there's sometimes when they do things wrong and there's sometimes when they do things right. They're not always wrong. I'm saying so okay, if you come I in, think, if you come in with a, a matter report, of right and wrong, I think better. If you come in, done this if better. you come in with a report of, of attempted bank robbery, because most bank robbers are are armed, right? Or say that they're armed. They may right. not be. They might pass a note saying I have a bomb, That's but they don't point. have a bomb, or they have a gun. The and they don't have said, a gun. Never, but the never you said can't he was expect armed. the police officer. The police to arrived and, and did not see him armed. Hold on. So hold why on. are they moving on hold the on. assumption you that can't he's expect armed. the police officer to? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't expect the police officer to ent enter a situation where there's somebody potentially armed and not be on alert. That doesn't make sense. And just because he's not waving a gun doesn't mean he doesn't have a gun because he had on a big enough shirt where he could have had a gun under his under his hoodie. I'm just I'm just I'm 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 looking at the if I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken, there's looks. another black man standing on the other to his left at the teller uh, desk as well. Okay. So what if they had chosen the wrong person? What if they did? So, so then again, it's the police officer is supposed to be taking care of the public, right? Yes. Ryan did not lose his privilege as being a part of the pu the public in that moment, but he did because of the way he was treated by the but bank that was, that and by the, the police that, In this instance, it wasn't the fault of the police. I'm not saying the police were necessarily at fault. I'm just saying they could have handled it better. I don't like the fact that they came with guns first, no, not knowing the full situation. And <laughs> listen, I we, we we've gone back and forth about this because we saw the video after. But we've gone about uh, uh, back and forth about this before, that police showing up and not having the full information need to maybe use a little discretion and caution when they're approaching a situation, because they, this is they, why they, they people enter, end they up enter killed. Those they enter those situations every day. Right. And some of them don't make it home. That number is a lot lower than the number of people that they've killed. That is not a dispute. You think about your entire job every day, eight to 10 hours a day is responding to emergency situations, right? Your job. So every situation you go into is potential danger. So when you hear that someone is robbing a bank, you're not going to walk in and everybody just explain what's happening to me. This is not an argument at the coffee shop. This is not a Karen at Starbucks who didn't get her, her frothy, uh, Mochaccino. Okay. You don't have to reach for your pistol for that. But when there's somebody not? saying it's an armed robbery or an attempted bank robbery. We had a, two officers who were killed in Harlem a couple of weeks ago, maybe a yes. couple months ago at this point. They were responding to a domestic uh, uh, violence. Yes. Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, domestic um, violence. Violence situation. Yep. I don't know what the details of what was told to them prior to them arriving. But all of these situations are potentially dangerous. Yeah. So if 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 they are able to go with caution in a domestic violence situation, but they didn't. They did. They got That's killed. why they got killed. No, they didn't go with caution. They did go with caution. They didn't have their guns drawn. That's not caution. What's How your, is that caution? Once your gun that is was drawn, reckless. that elevates the situation. No, that was reckless because they knew that they were... The most no. and speak to any police officer, the most volatile situations are domestic violence situations because you go in there to save the woman who's being beaten up by her husband and she'll turn around and put the gun on you. They'll tell you that. So the idea that you walked into a domestic violence situation in the way that they did, that's not their training. They weren't trained to do that. So you're saying that police should always come in with their, their guns drawn? No. If you can't if you can't see the nuance in what I'm saying, you're just not no, trying I, to hear it. No, no, don't go there. What I'm saying to you is that the, if you want to talk about nuance, that if a police officer can go to a, a domestic violence situation without their gun drawn, they certainly can go to a bank where they don't see any physical or. Uh, well, no, uh, they can't. They got killed. Remember, threat. they got killed. Remember? See, now you're missing my point. What I just said was that if police can go into a domestic violence situation right. without their guns drawn, they right. certainly can go to a bank where there is no physical or visible threat occurring at the time at the moment they arrive. Here's Yo, do you the know how? Do you know how? Hold on, hold on. Someone hold on. is do attempting you know, to rob a bank. 
most people are not robbing the bank without a weapon. Do you know how so you're stepping into a, a situation weapon? where the potential for someone to have a weapon is very high. A domestic violence situation, you may not necessarily know, but these are two different police departments. Right. But you may not necessarily know what's going on. And you certainly should not have been walking down that narrow hallway without proper backup and knowing what's ahead of you. They got complacent. Who got complacent? And they got those, killed. Those, those cops that got killed, they got complacent. They probably thought it was, ah, I, I can't another. say that because we don't know the details of actually what happened. What I, I do know is that Ryan Coogler was waiting for his money standing at a teller's window. And the next thing he knows, he's being asked to put uh, bracelets on with guns drawn at him. Not d- guns drawn at him. There was, there they they no did guns. have to holster their they, guns. He, but there were no, there they were no guns pointed at him. I, 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 You're I don't, comfortable I don't, with police I, having their gun out of a holster while they're talking to you? I, I don't I don't I don't think that you're, the police you're, were faulted in this situation because it is very easy to conceal a very large caliber gun under the hoodie he had. And that's a fact. That is, is not that a has, dispute. Okay. That, that has a lot to do with it. That has a lot to do with it because if I'm the police officer come responding to a bank robbery in progress, that's all they know. And they they or, see this is the thing is this is this is the difference between these particular officers and let's say a gun hole officer. You take that a same a gun gun hole, like you know, I'm ready to black oh, blast people, okay. right? You take that same particular call and you give it to an officer who's looking to kill a motherfucker. You think that officer is not coming in with the guns drawn and everybody freezing the tape, like that type of bullshit. You got officers like that. These officers did exactly what you said. They walked into the bank and saw that it wasn't really no rah rah going on. And they approached the suspect, had they unholstered their guns, because at this point, they don't know if this guy's going to turn around and from under his hoodie, pull out a fucking 357 and start blasting. They don't know that. They mm-hmm. At that point, they don't know. Once they realize, okay, it's, it's peace, they put their guns away. They handcuffed him because they, they still, they're protecting themselves. They don't know the mental state of this guy. They don't know if this guy is, is crazy. They don't know if it's his account. They don't know anything. They just see a guy, how he looks. Unfortunately, we live in America, and that's what it is. It's stereotypical shit. And this is the part that I'm talking about. The fact that you what? have to say, unfortunately, that's the part I'm talking about. Because we, 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 we have somehow figured out or trying to suggest that this is an acceptable way for us to be treated. It's not acceptable, but it's, the, the, but it's not acceptable. But once once it's reported that this guy is trying to rob the bank, you cannot expect a cop to come in any other way, because if he was robbing the bank, they better be prepared to deal with somebody who's robbing the bank. But this and goes that's back what, to what I was saying weeks ago, is that if there's going to be a false report, it puts the lives of black people in danger. Yes, which is why I'm saying the tellers at fault, not the police. The police are responding to the report that they got. I don't give any room for mistakes or errors for police or misconduct with police. I'm ready to call it out at a moment's notice, but they are responding to something. It's not like they just they just decided they were going to run up on Ryan Coogler because he was standing at the counter. And we know he's Ryan Coogler. This nigga's taking out $12,000. Let's get him. We know he's Ryan Coogler, but they don't know that. They just see the they just see the back of somebody's head who's been yeah. they've been told is trying to rob this bank. With a hoodie on. Like you could conceal a weapon. Wow. So the hoodie is the I'm talking about having a hoodie on that can help conceal a weapon. I'm talking mm-hmm. about concealing weapon. I'm talking from a, a cop's point of view. I come in, right. I see a gentleman wearing a jacket right. or a hoodie or whatever you right. want to fucking call it. And a mask. That that and a black hat. Well, he didn't have a mask or a black he hat. He did have a mask and a black hat. Nigga. He did. I'm, he had a whatever, mask. He, whatever, his, whatever his whatever he's wearing his head does not have does not have anything to do with the type of jacket that he is wearing hoodie or otherwise if he can conceal a weapon then you're a threat the so teller said he had sure. a black hat on so what can the, te- can the can the teller look under his hoodie and tell me that for for a hundred percent certainty that he didn't have a weapon now let's take it a we step just, further we just in, a, in a carry, in a carry his, case he, he put his debit case. card and his pin in exactly the police but don't I, know that so the, oh my god they do. They should. What I'm talking about is policy. I'm saying they. Sh- Why are you not missing this? Why are y'all missing this? I'm the saying I, they the, should. The, have- I, the idea that police do- respond only idea. after they get the full rundown of what has happened. 
you're it's telling me ridiculous. that if someone calls into 911 that time out let me finish let me finish okay, the question all right good you, if someone calls into 911 and the 911 dispatch is vetting what this person is saying yeah that that person that that 911 operator can't relay that information and 911 does not vet information they absolutely they translate information. information they basically answer these questions so that they can give as much information as they can to the dispatcher. They're not interpolating what this person is saying. So you're saying you can tell anything to a 911 operator and they will just regurgitate it back to the police dispatch without any type of vetting or they're going to, They're going to ask you certain questions so that they can get the information that they need to communicate to the dispatcher. That's what they're doing. We're not is he breathing? Look, 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 look. Does look, he have a head injury? Is he bleeding from the head? All of these things are information. information Does that he have a black hat? On? Communicate. Well, she didn't know, ask him if he had a black hat on. No, the teller told her. Okay, but did the dispatcher ask her if he had a black hat on? No, that's when the dispatcher. Right. Like, he didn't. What are you talking that? about? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are I, I, I don't with, think he knows what he's talking know, about anymore. Yeah, he's completely off track. No, I'm all saying right, that right. the, the, the policy off. of how information is given to the police has to be improved because otherwise that becomes a very dangerous. It was a dangerous situation. You're asking. Here's what you're asking. You're asking that the person that calls 911 to have more does better at communicating their information. Absolutely. Well, I think well, good luck with that because most of the time people are in panic states. She wasn't in a panic state. I wasn't talking about this woman specifically, but you said that people that call 911 need to communicate information better. And I said, no, I said, no, I'm not. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the operator, not the person who's calling. What? Who All is she right, talking listen, to? Who is she listen, getting the information listen, listen, from? Listen, okay, hey, I'm out. Let me just finish I'm the this host point. This week. We, uh, no, stop it. <laughs> the, the operator the is operator. getting the information from the caller, right? So the operator has to discern: is this one? No, that doesn't. You All do right. not want the nine one one operator deciding whether she sends the police or not. I didn't say it's that. not her decision. I didn't say that. So then what are you talking about? I said the 911 operator has to show some discernment in being able to articulate what she thinks or he thinks the best interpretation of what's happening. <laughs> no, sir. All no. Right. So we, we, we're going to hire. Sorry. Gonna hire if that was the case. You, don't, you do not want that. If happen. that was the case, then police would be responding to every 911 call. They do. They do not. They do. Oh, my God. Okay. Call call nine one one and say no. uh, I've lost my underwear, and and see if uh, the police. Well, that, that is not a police matter. So there's no. some discernment. All right, all right. They have to determine is this a police matter? Yes or no? L, and, that's and just, the severity. L, that's the, just dumb. L, that's just all right. Dumb. So that's a we dumb. Went that's from dumb. banking while black to oh that's dumb. God. Uh, Sorry, bro. That's po- po- that's police and police reactions and actions. Okay, y'all are the worst. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's yeah. let's let's lighten up the load. And uh, pause. <laughs> he said that right after underwear too. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> with the Leon letter. Oh, is that where we are? Yeah, that's where we are. That's all we are this week. We got to lighten up the load. Where we, you know, listen. Uh, let let me just say this, and let's move on. What no, happened? No, 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 no. Are we moving on? We moving on, or we? Moving I'm gonna on? move on. I'm move on. Just want to say one last. No, no, no. Last word. No. Let, let me have my last. That segment word, is over. I'm the host this week. If you if you open it up, if you open it up. That segment is over. Jumping back in. Okay. All I go. was gonna say is that what happened to him was fucked up. And it shouldn't happen. Next, we have Leon's, and that's it. And you can't even say anything about that. It is shut up, up and go on with your letter. Welcome back to another segment of What's the Scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Fellas, I need your help right now. I'm officially running out of ideas and things to do. A little bit of context. My wife and I have two kids. One is three, the other is 15 years old. So you already see the challenges. The 15 year old is my stepson and he's giving us a run for our money right now. My three year old is growing into a big boy and we're trying our best to teach him new things because he's a very smart boy. So the other night, my wife texts me the following, hey, 
I'm texting you to inform you that I'm not in a good headspace right now. I've been feeling really overwhelmed and enraged with negative emotions for almost a week now. Things may seem normal, but for the past few days, I have not enjoyed being around my children or doing wifely things. I try to suppress these feelings by smiling and laughing, but I can't fight the internal feeling and I need to get away. She that shit is real. <laughs> that shit is real. She Let me tell you, I got a three and a five year old. And I, I think it both, I think both my wife and I have had the urge to <laughs> run away. <laughs> to just run away. Run away. Just get in the yeah, car. I, I, and just keep driving. Of course, right. let the kids have the house. There's enough food for them to survive on. They'll figure it out. Right? Yeah, three year old. Like, listen, he knows where the bananas are. They know what a fucking microwave is. They know <laughs> what sixty seconds mean. He, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just leave my phone. They can seamless some pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pizza and fucking all the Nickelodeon demand flicks they can get their hands on. Are you kidding me? They know what they're doing. We are, we're jesting. We're, you know, we joke, of course. But in this situation... What should he do? What should he do? I don't blame her. I, I, I think that she's just having a moment. What he should do is have that... He's, first of all, he's got to have a conversation with her. Yeah. Where, where, where did this come from? Like, I, I'm totally blindsided. Mm -hmm. Now, if she's saying, well, you know, he, you're not being attentive enough, or whatever the situation, whatever's causing the, the ruckus at this point, he needs to find out what the problem is. If the source is something that is psychological or even biological, chemically something's going on with her that she, that needs to be addressed, that's something that you can, you know, obviously get some help for or try to. But fuck that. It's a hot summer. I want to go and enjoy it. It's not an excuse either. So how does he get her to stay in the house if she's ready to leave? I think give her give her a break. Yeah. Let, us, let, let her, her like, let her. If if it's at all possible, give her time to just go unwind somewhere how much time you know? now i, I was thinking like step, a week. I, don't know, I don't know how much time she was thinking look i was thinking like what, what, a week in cancun but <laughs> she like look the stepson can go stay with the father mm -hmm. for, what if the father's for, not around you're making oh, some assumptions okay well the, 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 hopefully there's a there's a grandparent in the picture hopefully that but why does the, the stepson gotta go, go away because he's the one that's giving a problem right now I'm talking about a week's time. He can go. No, she's saying she doesn't feel like a mother or a wife, and doesn't want any of the responsibility or headaches that what goes she on want? with those roles. Forever? What does she want right now? She says she, she wants, wants the streets. You belong to the city. <laughs> Look, take a long weekend and and, and go to B the Bahamas. No, she needs get some, some sun. She needs some things. But well, here's what I think. I think. There's not enough detail in this letter to know if there's some uh, trauma or some uh, issues that she needs to work through mm -hmm. that is probably exacerbating how she feels as a mother. Maybe there's some uh, postpartum that hasn't been dealt with. Maybe there's some issues that, you know, stem from being a wife and what she thinks because she said wifely duties. That's a that's a weird way to kind of put it. But. Um, was, was she, what do you think she was talking about? Was she talking about sex? That's what I I, I thought. So oh, I thought I'm she tired of sucking your nasty dick. All right. Well, maybe she meant cooking and cleaning too. Wifely duties is all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to say wifely duties, it could be all of that. I am joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the dishes? I... <laughs> <laughs> we got Dawn. <laughs> It, it takes grease. What's you talking about? Laundry? Oh. <laughs> Your hands is always clean, baby. No, but I think he probably has to have a conversation. I think you guys are right. He probably has to have a conversation about exactly what's going on with her emotionally and yeah. mentally, perhaps physically, if not also uh, psychologically. So I don't know. I would... Here's the problem, though. I don't know what his schedule looks like and what kind of impact that's going to have on him. You can't have... It's going to be a lot worse if he if his wife leaves, so he better figure out and get some time together. To, to... You must have some sort of support system. Yeah. I, I hope you do. I hope you have some sort of support system. And if you don't, um, I think you're going to have to get one really quickly. Mm. It's, it's funny because 15-year-olds 
are going through their stage of wanting to sort of express their their independence, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're pushing away. So I'm maybe it's it's bad behavior. Maybe you're cutting school. I don't know what the kid is doing, but maybe he's got some stuff he needs to work out too. Kids maybe there's an issue with things. with with the biological father, right? Why he's rebelling? I don't. You don't know. It, so, it sounds like everybody needs to. This sounds like a family therapy situation. Oh yeah, and the mother definitely sounds like she needs a break. Yeah, the wife, mother, wife slash mother sounds like she needs a break. I don't know when the last time they went on vacation, and it's very difficult to go on vacation with a three year old. Yeah. And a 15-year-old right. who doesn't want to act. So they definitely need to do, uh, I don't know, again, I don't know what their support system is. They got to find a way where if she feels like she doesn't want to do anything, maybe a vacation with just the two of them where they can hopefully have some good times together, kind of rekindle whatever flame they had. Because obviously, they, you know, he loves her. He, you know, he, he, he's married to her. He has a child with her. He's taking care of, you know, his, his, ste- his stepson. You know, he's doing everything he's supposed to be doing that we know of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah, he doesn't I, go into into too much detail. Yeah. I I gotta say I am actually I guess pleasantly surprised by the optimism you both are sharing right now because you're both <laughs> suggesting that she just go away and go on vacation. One, I don't know what their financial situation looks like, but right. two, well, again, the idea that she's just going to go away and then come back and be ready to deal with this seems a little bit generous. Well, I, well, that's I that's why we have to have a conversation. I, I think sometimes you need to step away from a situation and clear your head. You know what I mean? It, I don't. I wouldn't even suggest going somewhere with your with your spouse or your significant other. I would say go somewhere and be by yourself and only do the things that you want to do and don't or don't do shit. But you, you have to regenerate. There's something that that's that's disconnected. Something that's lost that about yourself maybe. Well, maybe sometimes because, you, you know, you get into these modes of parenting and you you can lose yourself. Oh, sure. You can lose a sense of yourself and who you are and, and what motivates you and the things that inspire you because you're so focused on, you know, wiping butts and and making dinner and, uh, you know, taking them to ballet class. You can completely lose yourself in that. So maybe she just needs to reconnect. I don't know. That's just, that that would be I, one of the questions I would ask. If you I need have an idea. a minute to just get yourself together. I have an idea, Rick. I think what she deserves is a seven-day vacation in Kiev, Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Visit seven days in war-turn Ukraine. I heard it's the bomb. <laughs> it's with, lit. <laughs> it's lit with Russian rounds, baby. It's lit with rockets. <laughs> Vodka wow. and bombs, bitch. Have a good time. <laughs> no, um, now all jokes aside. No, the, the, the first thing is a conversation because you don't yeah. know to what, where, where the damage even began. You know, you don't know where it starts or, or where it's even going to finish. You got to be able to find something because if not, you know, and is it, yeah, we, it's, there's a lot missing there. You know what I mean? Is, it, is this is this a habit of hers of kind of like checking out or? No, I don't think it's a habit. He said that this. He got this text like sort of out of the blue. That's a tough one. He got that text while he was at his uh, side piece house. He was like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I better get out of here. (laughs) She wowed out again. Can you believe this? Oh, wife tripping again. Wife tripping again. All right. Well, that's that's the scenario. That's the scenario. Well, that that's that's uh, again, that's an interesting scenario. Again, we're all married here. We all know that. We, as individuals, we all need our space from time to time, and that includes our significant others. And sometimes a reset helps. Sometimes we're past resets. Right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping she's not past her reset. No, 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 not at all. No. But it's definitely, it's definitely a conversation to be had and, you know, potentially, you know, more talking. But it's actually a good sign. Mm-hmm. That she because, says huh? It's a good sign. What's a good sign? That the conversation started. Mm. And you just said it, that she said something. Because she yeah. could have just literally packed her shit and he would have came home like with a <laughs> three-year-old with a note on him. Like, <laughs> y'all be good. <laughs> see you when I see you. I Extra, can't read this. Hold up. P.S. Extra diapers in the pantry, nigga. <laughs> have at it. 
just stapled to his dirty pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out. Well, that's been another great letter. Uh, any uh, any last words? Anything uh, you guys learned this week that is uh, of significance to what we were speaking about? Yeah, I learned that uh, you Negroes don't understand that we need to improve police uh, and 911 communication. And because I want to end the show, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to that. <laughs> see, uh, yeah, I know. I know that I know a fucking trap when I see that. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. No, <laughs> it's a trap. Anyway, this has been another episode of Dakota 40. Uh, again, once again, thanks for joining us every, every Friday. Uh, we put an episode out in the morning time. L gets up and he tells all the uh, uh, elves out there to make our episode nice and <laughs> nice and tight. He, he talks to the podcast elves. He talks to the podcast elves. <laughs> all right, nigga, we'll have your episode in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sprinkle them into your ears. And they sprinkle it exactly. Into your He's a pushy motherfucker. He's complaining. <laughs> that that I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're out every Friday. Yeah. Give us a listen every Friday, and, 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 every Friday, and yeah. tell about tell a friend, tell a fucking friend. Come on, stop playing. You gotta tell a friend. And look friend, out. We're gonna be dropping a new T-shirt soon, right? Yes. So you okay. guys gotta look out for the new T-shirt and make sure you support and and back us up when that comes out. We'll let, let you know when let, it drops. We'll get a new T-shirt. Uh, you know, all Dominican men out there, we do have extra mediums uh, for all Dominican. <laughs> extra extra mediums, V-necks. Extra mediums, V-necks. <laughs> Papi. <laughs> to make hair for you. To make space for your chest. So you're make, chest you know, my chest right. is coming up, Papa. All right, so that's an episode called <laughs> With Books. nipple guards, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put a little tape on it. I don't want people to see my nipples. That's disrespectful. So I hope you guys, again, enjoy this episode and all the other episodes that we put out. And we hope to see you guys next week. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another episode of Dakota 40. Peace. 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 Decoding 40.